I think the saying is, once is an incident, twice is a coincidence, and three times is a pattern. So this is episode two, the coincidence, I guess, and I'm gunning for at least three episodes for that pattern. That's, that's what I've got to promise myself and you to follow through on this idea, this podcast. Welcome to How to Train Your Hobo. That's the title of this podcast, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. Why am I naming it that? Uh, it's a good question. Above all, I think it's funny and irreverent, and that's what we're going for. Um, if you really want to delve deeply, you could maybe make the argument that it's a reference to maybe we're all hobos in our own way. We're all quietly nomadic, quietly rudderless, um, quietly restless, all wanting to, to uh, stow away on a random train, get out of Dodge, and uh, end up in a paradise or a mining colony or somewhere in between um, but maybe we need to be we all need to be trained maybe that's a that's a sign of uh, encroaching middle age life and responsibilities uh, adulthood uh, and all the the trappings good and bad that uh, are there and associated also again it's just a silly name so you know maybe you're not a hobo I'm not, I'm not gonna judge you I don't really think I'm a hobo but the idea is also to sort of, we want to elevate ourselves with everything we do, within reason. But uh, so maybe that's what training a hobo is all about. Elevating your inner hobo. Yeah. Anyhow, happy belated Canada Day. If uh, you celebrate such pageantry, such nonsense, uh, it is July 2nd, Canada Day, of course, being July 1st. If you're not Canadian, uh, now you know that. And, of course, uh, America's birthday, July 4th. Because, again, that is what Canada Day is. It's Canada's birthday. I think it marks the establishment of the Confederation in 1867. But, Jesus Christ, that might be completely wrong. I don't know. I don't have a firm... I don't have confidence that I have a firm grasp on all the minutia of Canadian history. But let's go with it, especially if you're, you're American. What else would you know about Canada? So... Um, yeah, my Canada Day weekend was pretty mellow. Uh, I didn't really partake in the fireworks uh, revelry or any serious partying. I'm old. I, I don't take to doing that anymore. I played tennis, though. That's what I did. I played tennis twice. Uh, in, in, uh, I played tennis on Saturday and Sunday. No, sorry. Sunday and Monday, maybe. I don't remember. God, I don't think this is very interesting right now, but we're going we're gonna to power through. Powering through, and uh, I, I enjoy tennis. I've been playing it for a long time, and uh, for the amount of time, for the number of years that I've been playing, I don't know if I'm very good, but I'm, I'm a decent player. Uh, if you were to rank me, you'd probably, you know, depending on the day, I'd look like either a 3.5 or a 4.0, which is, uh, that's not on a scale of 1 to 10, so don't get too, don't get too judgmental. But, uh, you know, got, uh, got the strokes, I've got the serve, some days they're better than others. I've got my forehand and my backhand, and they really do trade. Um, it's like a pendulum. Uh, one day my forehand's good, and the other day my backhand's good. But I, it's rare that I can get both the forehand and the backhand firing on the same day. It's, um, it is a source of frustration, but I enjoy it. Tennis is, uh, is fun. What can I say? It's, uh, the more you play it, the more you realize a lot of it is about timing, uh, more so than a lot of other sports. Uh, you know, you obviously have to anticipate where the ball is going, um, and then you want to get there. 
get to be in the right position to set yourself up to take the stroke, but your feet have to be perfectly positioned. And so it's a, it's a deceptively, uh, deceptively high proportion of tennis skill is to do with footwork and where your feet are, are, are placed. So that's a little takeaway for you. Um, and I always compare tennis to golf, which I don't play that often, uh, but it is kind of like the other elitist white guy sport. And the thing about golf, which I don't like, or, or I guess to be fair, one of the many things about golf that I don't like is that you take a swing at a ball and let's say you hit a lousy shot. Then you got to wait another God knows how long, especially if you're in a foursome, to hit the, your ball again. And in that time, you're, you've descended into just personal inner turmoil trying to make sense of the horrid shot that you hit. Whereas tennis, if you hit a bad shot, guess what? Within three seconds, the ball's coming right back at you and you've got, a, you've got an opportunity for redemption. So, uh, or, or either redemption or, or instant gratification. I mean, tennis is fast and that is one of the many redeeming, enjoyable things about it. Anyhow, so that's tennis. Uh, it might be time for uh, another musical interlude. So let's do that. <laughs> tomorrow will bring maybe sunshine and maybe rain but as for me I'll wait and see and maybe it'll bring my love to me who knows who knows who knows any better than I that is she who's keeping me alive keeping the little girl as my goal And you know, another day, another day, just another day. I wanna live to share the love that only she can give. And if she don't, come on home. I pray the Lord will help me carry on. Another day, another day, just another day. talk about the music that uh, I featured so far in this episode. The first track that was the intro was, uh, I think it was called, the name of the song was called La, Rev La Revolucion by a uh, hip-hop group, rap group called Ugly Duckling, uh, who are actually white, white guys from, I want to say the West Coast. A lot of, 
white rappers come from the West Coast, like Oakland, San Francisco area, and I think that's where Ugly Duckling is from, from the kind of early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, as I probably discussed last episode, the first episode, a lot of the appeal for hip hop for me is just in the beats and the rhythms, and I don't know if uh, Ugly Duckling are gonna be known or uh, remembered. Um, for their amazing lyricism or uh, flow or or just being able to spit the best verses, spit the best bars, as they say in the modern hip-hop parlance. Uh, but the, uh, the production, the beats are good. Um, it's got that kind of Latin, Latin rhythm, Latin horns accompaniment. That might even be an old Latin jazz song that I don't know about, but I'm too lazy and disinterested to, uh, to bother looking it up. Anyhow, so that was uh, the first track, just that 20 seconds of intro. And then the most recent one just now was, uh, I think it was called Who Knows What Tomorrow Brings by uh, an R&B, a 70s R&B uh, singer named Marion Black. I think it was actually also the theme song to a TV show in the 2000s, uh, to, to Weeds, I think, um, which I don't even remember from that. Uh, I learned uh, about that song from, from one of my favorite DJs uh, named RJD2, who uh, actually one of my all-time favorites, uh, you can't call it a track or a record, it was, a, it was basically a mixtape called the RJD2 uh, BBC Radio 1 Breeze Block. I guess the Breeze Blocks were a series of of mixtapes that all sorts of hip hop and EDM DJs uh, produced and performed really for uh, BBC Radio 1 or 2, one of those BBC Radio stations. And uh, RJD2s came out uh, in like the, it was like 2004, 2005, and it, was, it really blew my mind. Um, and one day, if you're really, if you're really insolent, I might play you the whole thing, because it's a long one. I think it's like 45 minutes long. but. Seriously, it, it is fantastic. So I'll look for an opportunity and a reason to play it for you. And it was just an amazing mashup, before there were really even proper mashups um, of you know hip-hop, soul, R&B, and uh, even like weird acid rock from the 70s. Oh, it was phenomenal. So anyhow, um, one of the songs that was featured was uh, Marion Black's Who Knows What Tomorrow Brings. Or maybe the, the title of the song was just Who Knows, I don't know. Or rather, who knows? <laughs> oh God, I should never have started this podcast. Anyhow, um, moving away from the music for a second, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, regarding Canada Day, which we just had, is uh, one of the peculiar aspects of growing up in French Canada, aka Quebec, uh, the province of Quebec, and, and growing up in Montreal, is that Canada Day doesn't really get a lot of, um, I guess, cultural airplay because they don't see that as the national birthday. They see their national birthday, they being French Canada, as uh, Saint-Jean-Baptiste, which I believe is on June 23rd or 24th. God, if anything, this podcast will reveal how ill-informed I am, how ignorant I am, which is really more, which is just an embarrassment. But I'm just gonna push through like a careening, out-of-control semi-truck of ignorance and, uh, and uh, gratification and approval seeking. Um, 
So they don't really celebrate Canada Day in earnest. Maybe there are pockets of English who do celebrate Canada Day very seriously in Quebec, but not really. And so what is July 1st really known for in Canada Day, in, uh, in Quebec rather? Moving Day. That's when many in Quebec choose to move because it, it is a long weekend, but it's not one where they devote any meaningful time to celebrating or reveling or parading or anything. So they're like, well, we've got this extra day and we've already had our uh, we've already had our blowout, our own personal Cinco de Mayo in uh, Saint Jean Baptiste, which is only a week and a half uh, before. So like, yeah, let's do something practical. Let's let's be buzzkills while the rest of the country is uh, rocking out, and uh, let's have a moving day instead. I find it delightfully passive aggressive. Um, so God bless the French Canadians for doing what needs to be done in order to keep maintain their sanity. They are they are a minority. Uh, within the rest of the country, certainly not a minority in their province, but that is, that is, it is what it is. Um, and uh, I'll talk a bit more about Canada Day uh, in the next go around. Uh, meantime, feast your ears on this delightful little nugget.
So that was, of course, Brian Adams rocking out with Run To You, 1980s, 1980s drive and rock anthem. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get much more Canadian or earnest or, or rockin' than Brian Adams. God bless him. God bless Canada on uh, this past Canada Day weekend. Love me some Brian Adams. Who do you, how, how can you not like Brian Adams? He's so... He, seems, he just seems genuine, even if he's not. If he's not, he's the greatest actor there ever was. But he, he really does seem like an earnest guy who lives and dies by the sword. And in this case, the sword is a, a six-string. Uh, his first six-string that he bought at the old five and dime. I'm not sure if that's actually true. Those are just the lyrics, of course, to another song of his. Anyhow... So uh, a little bit more about Canada Day. As I was saying before, growing up in Montreal, uh, you're not really exposed to a lot of Canada Day fanfare because, again, uh, les Québécois, they, uh, the focus is on the, uh, the holiday, the week and a half before St. Jean-Baptiste. So you're, you don't get sort of watching various TV ads for uh, you know, various Canadian institutions, Tim Hortons, Molson, whatever. Uh, and you see pe how people are partying in the rest of the country, uh, you don't get a feel for really how big Canada Day is or how important it is in the rest of the country when you're growing up in Montreal. Now, fast forward to my mid-twenties, I uh, became friends with a bunch of guys from Ottawa, of course, our, our nation's capital, and uh, one of whom uh, had, uh, had been throwing this annual Canada Day party uh, it was actually one guy and his brothers throwing this annual party, but then they sort of passed the torch on to another friend of theirs in a different family um, to continue the tradition of the Canada Day party. And this was in Ottawa. So this was really like uh, going to the belly of the Canadian beast. And so um, there was about five or six years straight that we went to this Canada Day bash that was like an all-day and all-night affair. And some, I have to admit, actually, some of the best times I've ever had were at this party. It was this massive backyard party. It's kind of a pool party, but there was live music, and uh, it was like in just idyllic suburban Ottawa. And uh, we, of course, um, indulged in many things, and it was as, it was as wholesome or depraved or anywhere in between as much as you wanted it to be. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, even the invitations were legendary. Uh, one, of the, one of the brothers of this particular clan was a Photoshop wizard, or at least compared to everybody else, and he, he, um, he had some amazing invites that, that he distributed uh, leading up to the, every successive Canada Day celebration. And it was awesome. It really, especially coming from Quebec, it felt like you were walking into like a Tim Hortons, or, or actually, more accurately, a Molson beer ad. Uh, and uh, it was just awesome. Um, just the right amount of debauchery and ridiculousness. And, uh, you know, one of the, uh, one of the very, very kind of happy annual traditions of, of a young Canadian's life. Anyhow, that was, uh, again, that was Brian Adams, and I felt like it would be important to bookend the podcast with some actual Canadian rock, but we're not done yet. Um, and uh, God, I guess this is the this was episode two wrapping up. I'm gonna keep them short until I really figure out what I want to talk about. I mean, I've been talking about just regular life stuff right now, obviously. Uh, some of you don't know who I am, but uh, with every successive podcast, every successive peeling of the onion, um, I will continue to sound as pompous and self-absorbed as you can imagine. Um, 
I'm, I'm kidding, of course. I, I hope that that sense of uh, pomposity, pompousness, uh, will subside at some point uh, as I get more comfortable in my own uh, skin in the audio format. And um, in the meantime, here's one more jam to close this out. Thanks for listening. Actually, I'm realizing I should add one more thing. Apropos, again, Canada Day and uh, music. One of the things that I got to do at these parties, these legendary Canada Day parties, was uh, DJ alongside one of my other buddies. And um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, this, uh, this next song is uh, by a Canadian DJ. Well, I guess he's more considered sort of an electronic musician, but definitely a DJ in his own right, um, named Caribou. And this is a remix of that, but um, still a great, a great banger, a great Canadian banger, which are three words that maybe have never been used before, but you heard it here first, as they say. All right, peace out. Thank you.